Welcome to Homeschool Companion, your source for information, motivation, and inspiration. If you're part of the homeschool community or simply interested in learning more about home-based education, stay tuned. Together we'll examine the latest resources, learning styles, and teaching techniques. We'll speak with experts in the field to help you uncover every homeschool advantage. We'll also present suggestions on how to keep Christ in the curriculum as we explore fresh ways to teach and learn. Here's your homeschool companion host, author, educator, and children's ministry specialist, Dr. Rose Gamblin. Welcome, welcome. I'm here with Karen Whiting, and your website is karenwhiting.com. I like to share that with the listeners because that way they can go and see your picture. And so many of the times we listen on the web, so it's just a natural blend between the two. Karen, we have had you on the show before, and I really appreciate it because now you're coming back with two more wonderful resources that homeschooling families and teachers might be able to use. Uh, maybe we should just set the stage as to how you got into this ministry of publishing and producing this type of material. Well, thank you. I'm so glad to be here. I started out just doing things with my own children, wanting to raise them and instill spiritual truth in their hearts. And as I did that, my neighbors kept saying, you should write books, you should write books for children and all. So when my oldest started college and my youngest started preschool that September, I started writing books. And my heart has always been for the families, so I tend to write books that are for families, whether I'm growing tomorrow's children today for tomorrow's families or I'm encouraging today's families. That's what I work at. Praise the Lord. Well, I want to talk first about your newest craft book. It's called A Mini my dream room and it, and it all is about making things out of things that you already have or pieces of fabric and i just want to go through through it a little comfort so the under the title called a little comfort you have doll chairs decorative rugs exploding memory boxes and tiny curtains how in the world did you come up with all these creative <laughs> ideas well, that book actually comes back from days when I was young and I was playing with at my grandmother's house and we got I got snowed in two houses away and I looked at her box of chocolates it was after Valentine's Day and said, Oh, it's empty, Grandma and she says, Oh, it's not empty and I'm looking and she's picking up the papers and said, Oh, a little doll skirt. Oh, a little lampshade and she started doing things with the papers and I said, oh, Wow, and we spent that whole day and the next morning making dollhouse furniture. So when my publisher asked me to do another craft book. I thought, you know, that was so much fun doing with my grandmother. I would make up things and I just pick up materials and start playing with them. And I know you're uh, looking, there's a page there with a skateboard and I wanted to make sure that the wheels would really turn in that skateboard. So I worked it, a, it out until I could get them turning so that children could make that and anything I would just play with to find a simple way and using scraps you have to make it easy and not expensive to do. And the wonderful thing about this is not just a craft book. It has a devotion in it. It has a little mm -hmm. story. And then it has a way for them to reflect and journal about what they've learned. I think that is such a cool thing. Um, hanging flower pot. It looks like you made it with um, a little piece of... 
plastic Easter egg. Yeah, and, and we all uh, have those leftover yes, Easter eggs. And a chenille stem, so they can be very simple to do. And then you put a little clay in the bottom and put your flowers into that. And yes, there's always that little inspiration. There's these little gems of wisdom, which are other scriptures and sparkling ideas. So once you've made something like there's a little bookcase you can make from a heavy-duty paper, the cardstock it's usually called. But what if you took that and stacked a couple, or what if you made doors for it? There's just little ideas now that you've made a basic thing. How can you be more creative with it? And then it also, I mean, I could see a homeschooling family using this as part of their um, curriculum or a, you know, a traditional schooled child you come home, we know that media is bombarding our children. We now know that it actually is causing brain change. And so here we have a hands-on, uh, inspirational thing that a child can do. I think it's lovely. Silver bookends. It, it looks like it would inspire someone to actually you know, think of something themselves. And I came to the skateboard because, you know, even boys <laughs> like to do skateboards. Yes. My grandson is enjoying the book with his Lego figures. Yes, <laughs> He's making everything yes. for that. <laughs> and you might have to do one with, you know, with Legos. Right. Or maybe. And, <laughs> yes. And he's homeschooled, so he's enjoying yes. that a lot. And my, a, a number of people tell me that the little parts for journal, they've just taken some of those questions and had them for their daily a- essay question. Yes, let's read some of these little parts for journals. Find one here. Like, um, what I like best about my bed is, or to get ready for bed, I, or when I go to sleep, a prayer I like to say is, it's so wonderful to be thinking about our thoughts. And sometimes as adults, you know, our thoughts we feel are so sophisticated. Right, and of course those questions went with the day that you make the bed for That's the dollhouse. That's right, <laughs> it's a cute little bed, and then you have a little comforter. I could see that, uh, I could see, and little mini pillows. It's just so cute, and a little teddy bear. Right, the teddy bear that, for boys or girls, of course, mm-hmm. they can use that on, with any of the furniture, the skateboard, or anything that they make. And at the end, there's... a a little place that shows you how to now take all the pieces you've made to decorate your room and to work on planning out the room, yes, which the helps them scene. design their own bedroom. How would you design your room because mm-hmm. you've learned to do the little dollhouse scene? Yes, and so many of us, maybe we have to share a bedroom with a sibling, and so we don't have the opportunity of having our own room, fixing it out exactly like we want to, or maybe we don't have the money. But we can make miniatures, and we can make it with things that just are provided. God has created in each of us the desire to create. You know, he's a creator God, and he created us in, in his image. So we all have that little spark of creativity, and then to inspire it and, and make it make it our own. What um, have you learned through this process? Well, as I did that, of course, I, I'm always learning how to make something new, but I'm also working with children. I have some focused children, you might say, that come down to my house to try things out, and I've learned how much joy they have in doing things, and they get excited, and then once they've done something, they say, oh, but I could do this, or yes. I could do that, and how much it really does inspire creativity. Once you get them hands-on making anything, they start realizing, I can do this. Before, they'll, they'll walk in really timid, I don't know if I can do that, and all of a sudden, by the end, 
they know they can and they know they can do more. And I love seeing that in a children that I see something that seems so simple can spark such great enthusiasm and creativity within them. And I love that. Yes, I, I love that too. I, I just get goosebumps thinking of how happy those children are. And I, and I know that when we are in the spirit of joy, we're powerful in God. When we are in a spirit of fear, we're very vulnerable. And so we have to, we have to, as the adults in these children's lives, create opportunity for them. Essentially, that's what you're doing. You're creating opportunity for right. them to be joyful. Yes, I am. And I also love to see when a mother and child sits down and does something together. Because there's, you know, you can, if you're just reading to them and telling them about the Bible, sometimes they think you're preaching. All of a sudden, if you're doing something and bring in that Bible connection, then there's a whole different viewpoint and perspective for the child on that. Because now, Jesus has become part of my mm-hmm. life and part of what I'm doing. And mom or dad, you're interacting with me and you're engaging me. Mm-hmm. And the memory they build brings that connection to Jesus in such a powerful way over just mm-hmm. trying to preach. Every single Friday night of my life, my my father would start the Sabbath with bringing out the art box. <laughs> and those are the best memories for me, you know, just... Doing something creative. The television was turned off. It was our family time. And we could talk, but yet we were creating. And those are great memories. And I think that this tool, it's called My Dream Room. My Mini Dream Room. My Mini Dream Room. And what other ones? I don't have the list here, well, but we can We've talked about God's Girls 1 and 2 before. You, mm-hmm. In fact, you've been on the ra- I've been on your radio show talking about them. It might be in mm-hmm. your archives. Yes. So yes. I've done that. Then, of course, there's 102 weekly Bible rhymes and rhythms <laughs> that has Bible games. It starts from the little ones of finger plays with the rhyme all the way up to your upper elementary age level of learning Bible stories through rhyme and singing and games. And then I've got the Family Devotional Builder, which is 171 different activities in it, but it's three per week for a year that only take 15 to 20 minutes. But that one has some arts and crafts, but it also has science experiments and uh, play and drama and lots of fun. Yes, I'm talking with Karen Whiting and your website that our listeners can go to? KarenWhiting.com. And I'm going to spell that out. It's K A R E N. W-H-I-T-I-N-G dot com. And yes. all your resources are there. Yes. Well, we ha- we need to take a break right now. But when we come back, I really want to unpack this latest book called Stories of Faith and Courage from the Home Front. And I know that our listeners will really be excited about this resource. We'll be right back. You've got questions? God has answers, and they're all found in the Bible. Welcome to God's Treasure Chest. I'm Charles Mills. Let's see what's hiding in God's Word today. Why is it so hard to tell my friends about Jesus? How do I get them to listen? I told one friend, and she just laughed at me, called me crazy, and told me to get a life. You're in good company. Listen to this. 
All who see me mock me. They hurl insults, shaking their heads, saying, He trusts in the Lord. Psalm 22, 7 and 8 NIV. Looks like David understood exactly what you're going through. Jesus himself heard people laughing at him, too. It even happened when he was trying to help a hurting family. When they came to the home of the synagogue leader, Jesus saw a commotion with people crying and wailing loudly. He went in and said to them, Why all this commotion and wailing? The child is not dead, but asleep. But they laughed at him. Mark five thirty-eight and 39 in IV. He healed the sick girl. The laughing changed to astonished praise. People laugh for a lot of reasons. Maybe they're embarrassed, feeling guilty, confused, even angry. But that never stopped Jesus from doing good, and it must not stop you. The next time someone giggles at your witness, just smile and change the subject. They heard what you said. Now it's time for the Holy Spirit to continue the work you've started in their hearts. If you'd like to learn more about God and His amazing treasure chest, write for your free kids-only Bible course. The address is Treasure Chest, P.O. Box 53055, Los Angeles, California, 90053. Discover the many answers waiting for you in God's treasure chest. Hi, I'm Dr. Rose Gamblin, and I come to you each week through the programs of Education Currents and Homeschool Companion. And I'm so blessed to be part of MRG Media Radio Ministry, and I'm giving you the opportunity to be part of it, too. We can't stay on the air without your financial support, so take a moment right now during our fundraiser to call you with a gift of any size. As a token of my appreciation for your gift, I have a gift for you, so be sure you call. And my gifts consist of books from different guests that I've had on the show and different topics that I've done. I also have some books that I've written that I've autographed for you. So be sure and call us, 301-824-3162. That's 301-824-3162. Or write to MRG Media at P.O. Box 413, Smithsburg, Maryland, 21783. That's P.O. Box 413, Smithsburg, Maryland, 21783. Welcome back. I'm talking with Karen Whiting, and she's very creative and has been able through the years to provide us with a lot of creative books and craft ideas, knowing that God created us in his image and he's the creator. God, it just seems to me a natural expression of joy to create something. But I promised our listeners we'd talk about this latest book, Stories of Faith and Courage from the Home Front. And this devotional, well, maybe I should let the author describe <laughs> it because it, you know, it's, it's quite a rigorous book. I mean, quite thick. Uh, and on the front of it, it, does, it looks like it has a, a woman's face. And if you look into her eyes, she's, she's contemplating. It, tell us a little bit about this project. Right. 
This book, Stories of Faith and Courage from the Home Front, starts with the French and Indian War and goes through now. It's not the battles. It's not the war front. It's the stories you don't hear, the women and the children and what they did to help with the war. You will discover children your own children's ages. The kids can find people like them throughout the war, that there's one girl in the American Revolution that looked at her mother and said, I can help. And she said, what can you do? She looks at her daughter, Mary, and she said, well, I can just play. And there's this boy who comes in from the camp to get supplies all the time. If we play hide and seek, we could pass notes. And she ended up working as a spy to pass notes to the general and back and forth through this other boy, and that helped them win one of the battles. So there are things that children were very creative in figuring out what they could do, and you can find them in the pages of this book. I'm just curious to know what prompted you. You know, you're in this line of creativity, and then and then you partner with someone because you say, you know, this. there's no one doing this. We don't know these stories. Let's get these stories out. Right. Well, I am a military wife, now a military widow, and a military mom. So I spent 22 years as a military mm. wife with my husband being on ships and traveling the seas in the <laughs> Coast Guard. My son served over in Iraq in the Air Force. My son-in-law served over in Korea in the Army. And through the years, you know, I had a connection to the stories of the women. I knew their struggles. I lived those struggles. I knew, bye, honey. Now everything's going to break down because you're not here. (laughs) And all of those struggles. And I knew what we tried to do on the home front to help out. And so that was close to my heart. When my publisher looked at me, and I had done some time management and other books for moms Mm -hmm. in with this publisher with AMG, he said, why don't you do something in Battlefield and Blessings? And I said, oh, Rick, I'm all about the family. If I did something, I'd have to tell the stories of the home front Mm -hmm. and what happened to these people at home and their struggles and how they got through that. And he says, we've never done it. Do it. (laughs) And so I ended up doing this particular book and and they only gave me nine months to write it and 365 stories so I said I need to get a co-author and I found one that they approved of and so Jocelyn and I did that and divvied up the book a little bit and found every time we needed a new story God would just show us the right historical society to contact or the right resource in person that where we found a wonderful story and found that faith connection. So uh, a military family would certainly be blessed to read this, but any family would be blessed because we all have, it seems like there's wars and rumors of wars continuously fomenting around us, and we need to have that courage. Yes, and it it gives you that side of history you don't hear of what happened to those women, what happened to those children. So it gives you another link to the war and to being a patriot and what does it mean. I'm going to insert one of the stories in our show, so I'll leave a little bit of time for that. Uh, Tell me a little bit about the response that this book has received. (laughs) Well, we've, uh, besides getting rave reviews, which has been wonderful, and it did receive the Golden Scroll Award for the best nonfiction book of the year which was a blessing, but we've also gotten letters and emails from people who just say it's really touched them, and many people have said, I didn't know this part of our history, and Mm -hmm. things that were brought out that people didn't realize, 
there is a connection there right in the front of the book, a QR code where students can go and get that connection to a file that helps them look for the underlying themes in the book. One of the things I didn't know was how much wartime gave the opportunity for civilians to spread the Bible throughout the world. Because of mm. some of the wars, our people, especially World War One, all of a sudden the civilians at home said, oh, there's soldiers dying on both sides before we were even in it. And they made a great effort to get the Bible translated into so many languages and get it spread mm. to both sides. Mm-hmm. Even after we were in, they still wanted the enemy side to receive a copy of the Bible or a Mm -hmm. New Testament tract. And that is a theme that you will find throughout it. We even found uh, supply orders from the Civil War where General Lee was ordering flour, sugar, 5,000 Bibles, Mm -hmm. rice, and it was right in the middle. So this is a staple supply. Mm -hmm. You have to order the Bible with everything else. And those were wonderful things to find. So just looking at those themes, and as well as there was a theme of how we became a more industrialized nation because we had to develop war weapons, Mm -hmm. that women got a greater role in society because we needed them when the men were gone. Mm -hmm. And all of those things are in there, too. Yes, I noticed when I opened the cover, there is a um, code. Now, I personally am not technologically (laughs) clever enough, but there is a homeschool idea guide. And it also has the link. So if if they're uh, smartphones, if they don't have a smartphone, they can go to that link. And yes. that link will then also serve as a guide. Yes. So not only then do you have a devotional, but you also have a, a historical piece of literature that can help yes. guide your children uh, to that knowledge as well from a faith-based. I love that, mm-hmm. too, because, yes. you know, in so many ways, history has been rewritten and is foisted <laughs> upon our children. Right. And this uses original resources. And in fact, that homeschool guide helps them understand how to go and find original resources. If they want to find original documents and letters, almost every story in there has an excerpt from a letter, a journal, newspaper article, a sermon that was preached. So they get that authentic voice coming through. And the seventh day of every week has a glimpse into what it was like in that time of life. So you might see in 1814 what Christmas was like during the War of 1812. In uh, the American Revolution, Anne Weidel from New Jersey, where a battle took place on her front lawn, imagine that. She was a Quaker, refused to leave her home, said she believed God would protect her. She stayed in, spinning the wheel. A cannon did come right through the wall, under the floor, and she decided, well, I'll pick up my spinning wheel and go to the basement, because God helps those who help themselves, she thought. And, but she still stayed there. Afterwards, her home was converted into a makeshift hospital. She had wounded from both sides there. If they tried to argue, she would tell them, no, no, it's peace here. We don't fight inside here. And she used the herbs from her garden to help heal these souls. Soldiers, And so the seventh day of that week is what was a colonial herb garden like and what yes. were the herbs in it. So yes. you get those glimpses that go along with each week. Very beautifully done. And it's done in kind of an old-fashioned, um, like the pages haven't, they, don't, they haven't been trimmed at least on the front. So right. it gives you that uh, old-fashioned type of feel. And it only took you eight, uh, nine months to write it. I mean, that is a miracle in itself. Yes, that's what they gave us to write it. So we did that, and we just uh, spent morning to night 
looking for the stories, going to the historic societies and digging through. Amazingly, many colleges have digitalized old journals Mm -hmm. and old newspapers so we could go and find those and find those original sources. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. (laughs) Thank you so much for taking this time and being with us. We'll conclude the show, but please go to KarenWhiting.com for more information and more of these resources. And thank you for remembering the homeschool uh, community in the book and, and giving them that resource. I have one last thing to say, and that is God bless. You have been listening to Homeschool Companion a production of MRG Media. Be sure to join us on Facebook. Just type in the name Homeschool Companion. For more on this or to contact us, go to mrgmediaministries.com. That's all one word, mrgmediaministries.com.